Writing happens in the juicy mess of our life. That's where the energy is. That's where the inspiration is. One of the scariest things in the world is having unlimited time and an, an unlimited blank screen. If you're a busy mom, but you have writing goals and dreams that you're working on, this podcast is here to help you achieve them. My name is Jackie, and I'm a mother and an author of a self-published young adult novel and a firm believer in the power of moms to create. This podcast is about finding inspiration and insight. It's about learning new ways to fuel your writing and to share your writing with the world. And sometimes, actually all the time, it's about taking a moment to just laugh at and appreciate the crazy everyday chaos that is being a writing mother. Welcome to another episode of These Mums Write. This is your host, Jackie. All right, so today I want to share a really illuminating talk I had with writing coach and author Sylvia Taylor from Vancouver, Canada. In addition to two literary nonfiction books, The Fisher Queen, A Deccan's Tale of the BC Coast, and Beckoned by the Sea, Woman at Work on the Cascadia Coast, Sylvia has authored over 400 magazine and newspaper articles. She was the executive director, president, and regional director of the Federation of BC Writers for 13 years, which is the largest provincial writers organization in Canada. But what I think is really powerful is the fact that Sylvia has seen and reviewed work from a lot of writers. As a judge for 60 plus writing contests in Canada and the US, and as a coach for over 130 writing projects, this woman has some very valuable insights and questions that can help writers at any stage take their work to the next level. Please welcome Sylvia Taylor. Hi, Sylvia. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Great. So um, tell me. My first question is, why are you called the Book Whisperer? What does that mean? The Book Whisperer is one of kind of three um, pet names, I guess, if you could call them that, um, that former author clients have blessed me with. And uh, one of them was the Book Whisperer, which uh, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. And uh, the author had said to me at the end of our work time together, our work period, had said, Sylvia, I just don't know how people do this without you. How do people ever write and complete and publish a book by themselves? And um, so that, that's kind of stuck. And uh, the second one was the literary midwife, because as we all know, and probably your audience knows very well, uh, the experience of having a midwife um, beside you through your whole process. And um, I certainly know that every time that... Uh, an author client's book is born and I'm, uh, you know, at the back of the room now on Zoom uh, and they hold up that book. That's kind of like seeing the baby born. And I don't think I've ever not had a few tears every time because mm. it's, it's such a deeply moving and, and, and very important close relationship. So that's where the literary midwife comes from. And then the third one is the literary border collie for those who are dog fans. And another author client gave me that one. And it was about guiding people, uh, you know, and, and a book because there's lots and lots of moving parts, just like a herd of sheep uh, in the process of writing and creating a full book length piece or even a short piece. And so, you know, they, that author uh, sort of called me the, the, the border collie because of that experience of guiding all that flock of energies and experiences 
to safely to the barn. Mm, yeah. And w- like, what would you say are the biggest challenges like that? The flock of sheep, what's, what's pulling them apart? Well, I think it's all the things of our, partly of our own lives that are sort of pulling us away. And certainly for your listeners and others, uh, a writer's life isn't just this one solitary little experience. You know, your writing life is in the middle of your whole life, your whole big moving parts life. And so uh, when you, you know, those are kind of like how I see the sheep. It's like, you know, you're, you know, you've got your work responsibilities and family if you have kids and, and, you know, your own personal time for yourself and all the things that make us whole people. And so those are all the sheep, (laughs) all the moving parts. Yeah, that's beautiful. And can you tell me more about what you do as a writing coach? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for a lot of people, they're kind of a little bit unclear about, you know, some of the similarities and differences between a formal editor and a writing and publishing coach. And the difference uh, sort of very basically is an editor typically will take the content that an author writes and works directly with the content, not so much with the author, but more with the content itself. So that's kind of the difference. So uh, with a writing and publishing coach, it is, you could say, it's kind of the human side or the person side of the writing process as well as the formal side. So it's a much, it's more embracing of the whole experience of the, um, the writing and the author itself. It's like you're not separating the two things. Here's the author. Here's their writing. Right. It's like bringing it all together, along with the very practical, which is to work with the writing itself. So the any kind of reviews I do of content are uh, all in bullet points, and they're in four categories. Uh, what's working? What's not working so well? Here's how I think it could work better. And here's some things to think about that, you know, that for giving you some background. So strengths, challenges recommendations, considerations, bullet points. And then we always talk about it later. We have a follow-up and and make sure that everything's really clear. Our brains are very busy. They're very, very busy people. And they're taking care of zillions of things every millisecond of our lives. And so when people say, I'm so shocked, I can't believe this. I have been over this piece of writing 20 times. How are all these, you know, these grammar issues or syntax issues or flow issues or detail issues? So how can these errors have showed up? I went through it 20 times. Part of what happens is that your brain says, okay, I get what the job is here. Okay, I'm looking at it. Okay, okay, I've looked at it once. I've looked at it twice. I looked at it three times. It's fun. Okay, I've got other stuff to do now. Bye. We need fresh eyes. We need fresh uh, colleagues' eyes, and we need fresh professional eyes. Because the feedback we get was like, it's like lights going on. It's like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Or, oh, I didn't see that. Where do you see the most common pain point in your clients? I would say that it is a great, uh, it's along the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. I've had people from literally an idea to I've got a completed manuscript, I'm self publishing. And I want you to go through it and make sure it it's as good as it can possibly be before I send it to get it printed. Mm-hmm. So anywhere along there, I would say 
the majority of the work that connects with me is probably early to early mid mm. is in there. And um, so people uh, either are referred to talk to somebody I've worked with and they say, you know, I'm stuck. I don't know where to go with this. And that's probably one of the most common things, or I just don't know how to get going. I don't know how to start. My job is to help you see to the heart of your story, help you see what is really important about what you're trying to say, what you're trying to get across, and how best to do that. Plus the actual coaching part, which is to get people um, continuously moving forward, uh, to work through the blocks, around the blocks, over the blocks, under the blocks. Um, Natalie Goldberg, a, a wonderful writer, one of the most famous creative writing teachers, in, um, she lives in the US. She calls laying track. We just keep laying that track. And our project's the train. And we keep laying the tracks so the train can move, lay another piece of track so the train can move. And that's what we're doing together. Yeah, I like that idea, what you said about helping writers find identify the core of the story because i think that as early writers you sometimes put too many things together but you can't see what's important and without that expert like perspective you know they say the expert only sees one path or the beginner mindset sees many i love that you can you know share your expert mindset and help people discover that because they I do feel like that is one of the big weaknesses of like first drafts. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, exactly. I, I've often said to people, you don't have to think that there's just one book in you or one story in you or one essay in you. Um, we're full of stories. We are, I believe we're, we're hardwired. I think humans are hardwired to be storytellers, all of us. And we're doing it all the time. So when people say, oh my gosh, I just don't know, you know how to get things down on paper and tell stories. And it's like, so you tell stories every day of your life. I think even texting is telling a story like we all do. E emails are telling a story. A phone call is telling a story. Anybody who's ever been stuck anywhere at a bus stop or, you know, in the middle of a snowstorm or any other situation where there's a bunch of strangers standing around not doing anything, first thing we do, we start to tell stories. And we're mostly telling stories from our life. We're sharing our life stories. And whether that goes into a formal uh, memoir or uh, if it goes in, into a poem in some way, or if it's woven into the fabric of an, a fictional novel. And, you know, so any kind of writing, it's, I believe it's, it's all based in storytelling. And quite often with some form of experience we've had in life, we all write what we know in some way. Absolutely. I think um, yeah, every book is a reflection of the writer in some capacity. I, I sometimes say to people like what I'm teaching, uh, you know, if you ever doubt that uh, people draw from the experiences of their own life in some way or another, just go to the back of any novel, which is theoretically fiction, and read the author bio. And you can see the connections quite often between the authors, where they live geographically, what their interests are what their uh, profession is. Usually there's a, another profession involved besides writing. And you'll see some, some uh, connections there. Yeah. 
And that's, you know, so for people who think, oh, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to become a full-time writer, writing happens in the juicy, juicy mess of our lives. That's so beautiful. Can you say it again? Writing happens in the juicy mess of our lives because that's where the juice is. That's where the energy is. That's where the inspiration is, is from our lives. And so if you, uh, you know, send that all away and you're kind of like in this bubble, you're missing out on that energy. At the same time, of course, it's challenging because we're pulled. You remember, we're, we're those sheep in the herd, you know, being pulled, pulled all those, all those different sheep. At the same time, that's the dynamism. That's the energy of our lives. That's the inspiration we're getting. And so the time we, we're, we spend writing is really important and rich and focused. As opposed to, I think, one of the scariest things in the world, and, and you can see lots of articles and, and various um, and, you know, pieces of, of work by other authors saying, one of the scariest things in the world is having unlimited time and an, an unlimited blank screen or an unlimited you know, piece of lined paper. Mm-hmm. Because you're just, you're kind of, it's kind of like you're just sort of floating in space, like, now what? So would you say that um, in the case of busy moms, that the tensions that they experience, that we experience of having to do all these different things all the time and manage these little humans and the house and your job. So although one sense that can be a source of frustration, feeling overwhelmed, but that if you lean into it, you can also get energy and inspiration. That's your juice. You know, because it's the same time as it feels like it's kind of, you know, draining your gas <laughs> at the same time. It's it is energizing you because it's life. It's that juicy mess of life. And um, that's where it's all coming from. It's also inspiring. People think that uh, to write a book, we have to about write, especially if you're doing sort of um, creative nonfiction or memoir or something. And again, memoir isn't autobiography. Autobiography is the the path of your whole life in most cases. Memoir, you can write a hundred memoirs. They're a piece of your life. They can be five minutes of your life. They can be five years of your life. They can be 50 years of your life. Um, But what we're connecting with is other humans. When we write, we're reaching out and connecting. And that's what we do. I I really believe that writing is a a form of, of deep communication because one human being is reaching out to another human being. And so um, we need to, to keep that sense of being in the world and mm-hmm. being energized. I, I love that too, especially it resonates with me, I think with my own self-publication journey, some people read it, but I feel like maybe what was unsatisfying for me was not having that communication fully realized. That, you know, the way you phrase it there really resonates because then it, it makes me understand a little bit more like why was that so frustrating why did i stop writing well because you as you said when i was writing that I was trying to communicate and then if if you don't feel that um, very many people have read it then that sort of essential role of the writing is unfulfilled exactly one of the things that i do like to um, share and reinforce with people i'm working with and when i do speaking is that all the writing that we do for ourselves, which is uh, our journaling, 
And, you know, people say, when I say, oh, so what kind of writing experience have you got? And you say, oh, nothing. All I do is journal. I say, uh, it's not just journaling. There is no such thing as just writing of any kind. But uh, journaling is a really profoundly important part of our process. That's where we work out our stuff. That's where we uh, bring our life to the page. And so when I say, well, how long have you been journaling? They'll say, I've been journaling like my whole life, for you know, 20 years or something. They'll say, now that is a body of work. <laughs> but the difference is that, that when, you're, when you're writing for yourself, you're working out um, the, uh, the processes of your life, you know, you're, and you're annotating your life. You're connecting the dots. You're putting the puzzle pieces together. You're working stuff out. It's for you. But, you know, that expression, it's not all about you or it's, it is all about you. <laughs> totally about you. But when you shift from that focus to writing for others, it's no longer all about you. Maybe your story is about you, if it's memoir life story, but its purpose in the world is not for your benefit anymore. It's for the benefit of your readers. And so I think that's another thing to shift is uh, that your writing is for your write, readers' benefit. You're writing for them. So everything now, it's, it's all about them. So whatever you need to do, whatever it takes to give as rich an ex a reading experience for your, and ex your uh, readers as possible is what we're all working towards. We're working for them. Mm. Yeah, Reaching I feel like out. that's really liberating. because yeah. It, yeah, it's like giving you permission and, in fact, obligation to go deeper Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, in that process, we are looking at uh, making sure, you know, there's all the, the heart of the story is there, that we see it and we connect with it. That's kind of like what I call, um, it's like the true north on your compass, mm. the heart of the story. So when I say to people, oh, so what's your story really about? They'll say, oh, well, this happens, and then that happens, and then that happens, and then that happens. I say, yeah, that's cool. That's plot. That's plot. That's what stuff that happens. But what's your story really about? What's at the heart of your story? Because that, once we see that, then we go down through the layers. Ah, okay, great. Mm. That's where we're, we're operating from. That's where we're moving from. That's the engine, if you will. That's driving the train. Yeah. I am the queen of metaphors, so I think I have <laughs> 50 metaphors. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to count them after. How many metaphors did Sylvia manage to cram? I know, it's like find Waldo. It's like find all the metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're yeah. great though. Yeah. And so, you know, like I say, you know, part, a big part of the process is in this very complex experience of writing uh, creatively, there's, there's also some great simplicity. And that's one of them, finding the heart, finding your focus, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know, cl clarifying where you're going. What is this book all about? What is its purpose? What do I, what do I, what am I trying to say? So you mentioned finding the heart, leaning into the, the messiness, the chaos, the juice, finding uh, someone like a mentor, professional, someone to take it, to help you along the way. And also leaning into uh, feedback, getting feedback that makes a lot of sense to me. Is there yes. any other 
and what I call the big story and little story. Mm-hmm. It's like our, all our stories, no matter how amazing they might be, is the latest little story. It's kind of like the, our little personal story, what we're writing about is our little story. But it's set in context. It's set in the world. And so I think it's really it's one of the go deeper and wider is to uh, see what your little story is and what your bigger story is. The big story is how does your story connect with the world around us? How is it? How is it in the world instead of just a, a bubble floating around, unconnected? To so, so the little story is the like essential essence of the story, and the bigger story yeah. is like the context and how it's like unique in this particular. Yeah, yeah. So it's your story that you're telling, but how does your story connect to the bigger world? Yeah. So, for instance, you know, if you're writing um, uh, a memoir piece about um, challenges uh, that you had with a, with a child in your life. Um, so that's a, a, a wonderful story and will be quite likely very helpful to others uh, and illuminating. I always say every page needs to inform, inspire, entertain. Oh. Inform, inspire, entertain. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Yeah. But how does that story that is, you know, you're writing about, how does that connect? Like reaching out beyond the confines of your story and making sure it's grounded in the world. Like to make sure that you're bringing in things that could bring connect with other people who have slightly different uh, things that they're dealing with or research or um, how have other people dealt with this or other historical aspects of this situation. So it's grounded in the world, in the present and in the past. So it's part of this world. It's not just floating. Your, you know, your, your story isn't just sort of floating like a bubble in time yeah. and space. It's grounded in human experience and in the world. Like how does it fit into everyday life? How does it fit into the world? Yeah, I like that because it sort of speaks to the universality is like that that small story, something we can all relate to. And then the big story is like, what is it, what is unique about your specific situation? Because all of our life situations are so unique, the space yes. to live in, the relationships. Yes, absolutely. Yep, that's it, absolutely. And um, so the, uh, it's so important to, again, to have the fresh eyes to have the professional eyes and to always uh, be open to feedback. Uh, Sometimes I've I've gone to to speak to writers groups and I always ask them, so what's your critiquing practice with your, in your writing organization or group? And I'm happy to to say that most, almost always people say, oh, well, we do this. We hand out pieces, you know, we give feedback in this way, in that way. But every once in a while, I'll come across a group of people who say, we're not here to criticize each other. We're here to support each other. And so I'll just take a breath and I'll say, okay, well, let's talk about the difference between criticism and critique. Or shall I say feedback? Oh, and they'll say, oh, well, we just want to give each other positive feedback. Mm. Oh, well, feedback is feedback. It's not positive or negative. Mm -hmm. When feedback is given generously and the intention is to help and support another writer, be a better writer. That's what we're going for. So strengths, challenges, how it can be better. 
when I'm running my classes and now they're all on Zoom, have been for the last 20 months, um, that's what we're always working on is what's what's working really well when we're giving feedback in the in the class over someone's piece. Uh, what isn't working so well and how I think it could work better. And, uh, you know, when I think of students who have gone on to write books, they say this, the, the feedback that they got from co their colleagues in class it, it was in an invaluable part of the process uh, that they were, because they were open to it. And I say, well, you know, and you're, and you're always welcome to filter through it. And, and whatever feels that works, whatever feels fits for you, great. You don't take it 100% everything that everybody says. You'll go crazy <laughs> trying to do everything that everybody says. So that's part of our development as a writer is saying, okay, this, this I totally agree with. That totally works. This not so much. I'm going to take this. To be confident enough to, to um, be in the center and not the extremes, which is, I don't know anything, so anything anybody says, I'm going to do. Or, I know everything, and nobody knows it better than me. We want to be in the middle. <laughs> so that we're, we're confident, grounded writers. Wow, that's some great advice around writing and feedback. Um, I really appreciate they added that, because I, I have heard that also from mums, writing mums. They've gotten a piece of feedback. They don't from a beta reader and they're not sure what to do with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really great reminder that be in the middle, like, does it resonate with you? If it does, great. I know for, again, for myself, when I get a piece of feedback that ch changes the way I saw something, like then I know right away, wow, this is incredible. Of course, I'm gonna use this. If there's something that I don't agree with, maybe it still might tell me something that I didn't make my intention clear here this isn't the direction I want to go in, but if someone perceived it that way, then it tells me maybe I need to set things up a little bit more clearly, but it's not the same as what I really love is those ones that sort of like, what? Like this is such a gift. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like literally that like, aha moment. Yeah. Or that wow. Moment or the light bulb goes on. Totally. Like, that is amazing. And I've had it um, as a writer getting feedback from others. And certainly I've had it um, as uh, an industry professional, as a, an editor, book coach, and people just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I had did not see that. Wow. Boom. There it is. That's yeah. great. And it's, it was, and it's incredibly gratifying as an industry professional um, to see that or hear that <laughs> or uh, that, um, that moment where people just like either oh, I get it, or, ah, I see how that works, it fits together, or, you know, that's uh, incredibly gratifying as a professional in this, in this industry, yeah. definitely, to know that somebody has um, woken up to something and, um, and it works for them. Is that, I was going to ask you, what's, what do you love about being a book coach? Is it moments like that? You know, a, a lot of times, uh, when I'm being interviewed for various purposes or people or speaking and, and people say, ask me that question and I'll say, or, or the other question, which is, um, what do you do? You know, in, in one sentence, what do you do? And uh, what I came up with is I help what needs to be said, come into the world. Nice. Yeah. And so a little bit like uh, midwifing, <laughs> 
And, um, and that's what I do. That's part of, you know, that's part of my purpose is to bring what needs to be said into the world in the best way possible that connects with others. And so, because in my own personal background, um, I have a degree in adult education that I think is such an integral part of what I do. Uh, and it's helping people to um, evolve, to learn, to grow. Mm. And, I, and I hope that people do that through their entire lives. I've, I've actually had some people I've been working with, and I'm thinking of one in particular, who started classes with me, in-person classes, uh, almost eight years ago. That's a long time. <laughs> and he's continuous, like year after year, semester after semester. Um, and through that time, he has developed in class and then uh, separate sessions with me privately as uh, an editor and publishing coach. Uh, and a phenomenal book that I am thrilled to say is in production as we speak. And we're fingers crossed um, will be in his hands uh, by Christmas. Oh, wow. And that was to evolve a phenomenal uh, process of creating a book of his family's history. So it's almost like a family history and memoir kind of all rolled into one. But it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. Wow. And he's written it like a historical novel. But the and and with characters and scenes and it's wow. just amazing and so people are learning and they're being inspired, informed, and entertained through the whole thing, and that's that's like a, a seven and a half eight year process that he's evolved, you know, as a writer in this and this book has come out of it. Yeah, but I like that because it really speaks to the like really what you're doing, and it's not just creating these books, but is helping people evolve to tell their stories and and get them to the next place. Yeah. I really believe that. Uh, like when people say, oh, how did you know you wanted to use that? I have to say, I've had a prior career that's different than this, um, but it's kind of coming full circle because since I was a little kid, and I mean little, like probably three years old, I started, I was telling stories. And so I would say that I came into the world as a storyteller. And that, you know, over time translated into my own writing and certainly into the writing that I work with others on. Wow. Well, you've shared so much great insight into writing and what the writing coach does and just the, yeah, the profound impact that can have. What would you suggest for people that would like to get in touch with you? You mentioned your courses or and your coaching. Is there a best way for them to I do have a pretty um, comprehensive website, and it's uh, Sylvia Taylor, S-Y-L-V-I-A-T-A-Y-L-O-R, regular spelling, dot C-A. And so that's a good place to start. And I do have my um, email address there as well. And um, they can reach me uh, through that process. It's kind of great to get a bit of that background about me and my work. And there's samples of work I've done and work and my own work as well. Great. So they can check out the two, your two books. Those are on your websites and then also see, contact you if they're interested in coaching, starting that process. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Sylvia. We've covered so many great topics about writing 
and I feel like your input is really going to help writing moms, you know, gain some direction. It's been my pleasure. And, and um, thank you so much for uh, having me with you today and uh, my opportunity to reach out and connect to other people. Wow, there were so many great nuggets in that talk that really resonated for me, and I hope they did for you too. It's such a treat to talk to someone who understands writing at that complex level. So here are my top takeaways. Number one, the messiness of life is your juice. Celebrate that because frankly, we moms have very messy lives. That's our superpower. Number two, get feedback and develop your muscle for knowing what parts of that feedback are going to serve your story and what parts you can leave behind. Number three, be aware of the little story and the big story. Number four, whatever you do, just keep laying that track. And number five, writing is about communication. It's about serving your readers. So make sure you do that well. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know you're super busy, so it means so much to me that you're here. As well, I have created a freebie resource to help you find more time to write that I'm really excited about. So check out the link to that in the show notes, as well as a link to my podcast feedback form. I would love to hear what you think, what you want to hear more of, all of that good stuff. This show is for you writing mums, so tell me what you want to hear more of, and I will make those changes. And lastly, make sure you subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Till next week, happy writing.